about you, old man? Huh? How you feel? Oh yeah, dangerous. Feeling dangerous. Oh yeah, Kyle's feeling dangerous. Alright, and welcome to the Dynasty Warzone, the People's Dynasty and Fantasy Podcast. I am your host, Memphis, at DFF Memphis, and this is the pre-Thanksgiving episode that we're going to entitle, Would You Rather? But with me, as always, is my main man, my partner in crime, as I like to call him, the man of the hour, the man with the power, at Jerry Sin DFF on Twitter. Jerry, what's going on tonight? Man, another week with the war zone is always a good week. Um, and I love Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday by a hundred miles. Uh, so we we got a long show ahead of us, so I want to be quick with this. Randy, what are your top two dishes in Thanksgiving? Because I mine is so I'm not a huge turkey guy. I, that may be a little blasphemous. I'm more of a ham guy, but Preach. stuffing. Stuffing and then green bean casserole are one, two, and then it that's the top tier. And then it's a tier below for everything else for me. I, I could see that. Now, uh, ham or turkey, I don't care. I prefer turkey to be, like if you ever had deep fried turkey, it's good. It's not, not that great for you, but you know, whatever, it's Thanksgiving. Not much is that particular day. But I do. I also prefer ham. Now I'm a bit of a Southern guy, and I was raised by my father was from Tennessee. My mom's family traces back to Kentucky, so I've got a little bit of that, you know, that region in my life. And my mother makes the best dumplings in the world. So I love my mom's mashed potatoes uh, with dumplings and ham and or turkey. Th- those are my two favorites. But man, they're all good. I'm not a big stuffing guy. Now, what about dessert? Uh, are, are, are you a pumpkin pie guy? Yeah, I'm a pumpkin you pie guy. You and Mel Kuyper Jr.? And I know there's there's a lot of people that don't like it, but I'm a pumpkin pie guy. But you got to dump the gravy over everything. Gravy goes over everything. Now, I will say this. I hate when there's celery in my stuffing. I don't know what it is. I feel like it just gets in the way. Yeah, see, stuffing prevents me from eating stuff that I like. So I'm, I'm kind of out on that. Now, my uh, my father would swear by my my mom's stuffing, but I just I, I couldn't get into it. But uh yeah, man, a lot to be th- thankful for this year. Um, you know, I, I'm not a big Thanksgiving guy. For some of you that don't know, I, I do work in retail. I'm in retail management, and this is always a crazy time of the year. I run a very large, big box retail store, uh, not Walmart, thank God. But it's it's big all the same. So the holidays have taken on a new meaning for me personally. I, I love the summer holidays. I'm a Memorial Day, July 4th, Labor Day, uh, that kind America. of guy. Mer- hashtag America. But listen, man, we have a lot to get to tonight, and hopefully you're getting this on Wednesday morning as per usual on Apple Podcasts. They were doing some maintenance this week. Our friends at the Fantasy Football Fellas had mentioned this on their pod and on their Twitter handle, so hopefully it's no big deal and it's going to be there live and in color. Their show has been all week, but they are doing some maintenance. So if not, Podbean, Stitcher, work like a charm, so good for them. Uh, been engaged in some conversation all evening leading up to the recording of this show about whether or not I wanted Travis Kelsey 
or James Conner. And I would be willing to have those conversations with you and the people that follow you on Twitter if you tag me in your trade. At DFF Memphis, and I will, you know, throw in my two cents. If you want Jerry's opinion, at Jerry Send DFF. And if you just want it retweeted to our followers, whether it's a poll or uh, an entire, you know, four-man poll, who cares? We'll retweet it, but we've been really good about all that. So, Jerry, before I get into a, just a little quick business time, what, what else uh, What else do we have uh, to be thankful for this year at the Warzone? I'm, I'm thankful for a new co-host. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. I'm happy to be on this. I'm super thankful to be on it. Uh, like I've said a hundred times before, I was a little kid on Christmas when you asked me to do this, and that's still the same. It's so fun every time we get to record it. I mean, I'm thankful thankful for a lot of things. My football team's winning is not one of them, but my fantasy teams are doing pretty good, and I got two kids on the way, so that's a, a blessing for maybe this time next year I'll be, you know, balding. And well, I don't feel I, that way, but... I already am, so if you've ever had more of a reason to check out our sponsors, it's because Jerry's got two kids, he's going to need the diaper money, so uh, let, let's check out our sponsor. On this day right here, we're going to start taking care of business. All right, time for me to tell you about our sponsor, gtbets.eu. It is officially football season. So head over to gtbets.eu for a sign-up bonus of 100% cash up to $500 on the first deposit and 50% up to $500 on the second deposit. Now these bonuses are cash as opposed to free plays. There is also a favorite team points discount for two teams in the NFL, two teams in college football, two teams in the NBA, and two teams in college basketball for the entire regular season. That's a free half point on two teams in each of those leagues. There's also live betting on every NFL game. And be sure to subscribe to the DynastyFootballFactory.com newsletter, which drops every Thursday for other amazing promotions from GTBets.eu. Thank you for checking them out. Again, big thanks to GTBets.eu for sponsoring Jerry and I in the Dynasty Warzone. So before we get into the news, I just want to make sure that you know where that bonus holiday special edition open came from. Now, the piano music, that is the theme song to the Charlie Brown Thanksgiving special. Um, I'm sure you'll hear something similar coming up with the Christmas special. But the uh, the feeling dangerous. So a couple weeks ago after the Atlanta win, it, it became like almost instant, like it caught fire instantly. I know that our friend Kenneth Cashman over at RotoWare, at RotoWare on Twitter, they instantly made a t-shirt, the dangerous t-shirt. So Baker said after the win against Atlanta that, you know, it, it, did, you know a reporter asked him, D- did you feel, you know, like any sort, in, any sort of special way? And he said that he felt dangerous. And I knew I had heard that somewhere before. And it, that was from the movie American Sniper. That was Bradley Cooper in, uh, in American Sniper. So, Jerry, what did you think about the special holiday open? No, I love you. Randy has a way with producing this show, and I love it every time. And I am always feeling dangerous dude I, I loved it i loved it you know I, I as everyone knows i'm not a big baker guy but i thought that was special and i don't know if they're sold out already it's something baker would say too that's absolutely right up his alley. it's uh, it is, like i said i don't know if him and his missus i know he's like and got engaged i believe maybe they were sitting at home before that game and they were just quietly watching some some hbo american sniper was on and he saw that and thought it'd be a good soundbite whatever it's great marketing 
And uh, I don't know if you can get it because it's probably sold out, but there is a t-shirt, a legit orange t-shirt with brown writing that says dangerous with, instead of a G, it's the, it's the number six, which is Baker's number. And it's a, it's a pretty sweet shirt. That's over at Rotoware. You can check that out. Uh, free plug for my buddy Kenneth Cashman, who I beat in an IDP league. But enough about that. Let's get into the news because we got a lot of quarterback news. Jerry? Uh, first bit of news is Mitch Trubisky has missed the, the first two practices Monday and Tuesday after playing late on Sunday night against the Vikings. He now has to go play your Lions, and there is real concern that he will not play this week. Jerry, before I give my thoughts, wh- wh- what are your opinion on this? How, what impact does it have on the, on the Bears' skill position players for Thursday against your Lions? I think it has a huge impact on them. Just... You know, Anthony Miller's been tearing it up. Allen Robinson did a few weeks ago. I mean, and Trubisky's been so good. So if if he's not in, yeah, it has a big impact, especially with whoever's on Slay. You can just you can mark that guy for zero. Um, you know, Nevin Lawson can be beat. Our running defense is bad. Maybe this is actually a Jordan Howard week, believe it or not. Um, but yeah, and if we're the Bears, you're in control of the division right now. you may still beat the poopy lions anyway on Thanksgiving. So I, I think it would be smarter for them to rest him. So, you know, I I, mean, it would be a lot, it would be a lion's thing to win this game with a backup quarterback, right? Right. As you're about to get a good draft pick and then win a few meaningless games right in the middle of the year before you go on a losing streak. Not that I'm bitter or anything. Why wouldn't you? Uh, I can't say the lions have played a little bit better against the run. They held, this past week, they held Christian McCaffrey to 13 rushes for 53 yards. So ever since the trade of Snacks Harrison, they have gotten a little bit better. I think this is big for, especially if Chase Daniel starts, I think it's big for Cohen, and I think it's big for Burton. Uh, Howard, you know, he had like 18 total touches last week and looked like 18% total trash. I wouldn't play Howard. I mean, if you're fighting for a playoff spot or you're, you know, if you have a lot on the line, how can you trust that guy? It just yeah. I mean, you can't. You're. I'm not gonna argue that. You know, absolutely not. But well, if, if I just think he's gonna get some chances at the goal line, just because the Lions are the Lions. Uh, th- that is true, and not like Jordan Howard couldn't fall in the end zone twice. But I, I'm not gonna risk it. Uh, speaking of bad play, but not at the running back position, Marcus Mariota got hurt against my Colts. That's being called a stinger. It's not a concussion. It could be something to do with that elbow. Blaine Gabbert, the uh, the former Jacksonville Jaguar, going to come back in. He looked like absolute trash against my Colts. The back half of this. What, what are you doing with your with your Titans skill position players? If in fact it is Blaine Gabbert at the helm, I don't want any of them. I, I, I they weren't good even with Mariota. So why do I think Blaine Gabbert's going to do any better? I don't. And honestly, there's, you know, throughout time, there have been such wise people in this world with great philosophers, Socrates and Aristotle and everybody. Randy is one of them. So we have a, a show document because I can get a little scrambled and, you know, out of sorts. So Randy organizes it very well. And his line on this one is Marcus Mariota hurt. Blaine Gabbert sucks the end. And I don't think I could beat that. Just because I wrote it down doesn't make it any less true. I mean, here's the deal. The only Titan I'm playing this week is Deion Lewis because I think he gets some check down work against the Texans. 
But for whatever reason, I will caution you with your Texans. For whatever reason, the Titans seem to have the Texans number, especially on defense. I'm not calling for a Tennessee win regardless of who is the quarterback. But I'm in a group chat, and I'm not going to name names, but a lot of these guys are, you know, it's a, it's a good league. It's a great league with some great guys, and some of these guys write for Yahoo, et cetera. And a couple of these guys are all on Corey Davis, and I'm like, guys, you know, not to toot my own horn, I'm like, you can't play Corey Davis this week. And they're like, well, what do you mean? And I rattled off the fact that he's been a bust in eight of ten games this year, scoring 13 or less points, that, you know, you're chasing the points of, you know, one good game against New England. And I just don't think he's a good play. And they were like, no, you got to play him in daily. And I was like, nope. The Colts have given up one 100-yard receiver all year. This is not the game for Corey Davis. And sure enough, it wasn't the game for Corey Davis. You can't chase points on bad teams. That's my advice I would give you is don't chase points on bad teams. And I'm not trying to put myself over. I'm not the smartest guy around. But you know what? I'll tell you plenty of times later in the show where I was wrong. So, enough about Marcus Mariota. Let's talk about one of the most gruesome injuries you'll see on the anniversary of the Joe Theismann injury. Very similar. And that's Alex Smith. Out with a fractured leg that popped through the skin. It's a spiral fracture. It's gross. It looks like it's going to be Colt McCoy and the recently signed Mark Dirty Sanchez. So, what does this do? Can, can this really hurt the skill position players in Washington? Question mark. I don't. I don't think so because they they don't exist. Uh, it's AP getting a ton of work, and I mean he was mud butt last week, but he fell into the end zone twice, so that worked out. But yeah, now nah, I don't. There's there's none of those guys that are catching the uh, catching the ball that I want, and I'm starting anyway. So I don't doesn't really affect me any. You know, I I will say one thing for guys like Josh Doxson and Jordan Reed. I don't think Colt McCoy is going to be afraid to turn it loose whereas Alex Smith's always been like Mr. Rogers he's very safe not I don't mean Aaron Rodgers I mean like Mr. Rogers sweater um you know just very very won't you be my neighbor won't you be my neighbor neutered as it comes to mind but I think a guy with a name like Colt feels like a wild stallion and he may let her rip man so uh and, and I don't I don't hate Colt McCoy so uh not bad speaking of bad Fitz Magic uh what happened? I'm telling you, if you have to be playing these Tampa Bay quarterbacks at any time, the Fitzmagic experiment feels like it's over for the rest of the season. They've got to roll Jameis. They've got to see what they can do. Uh, and I'll, I'll just tack on to this. O.J. Howard, uh, second-year star tight end, went on IR today with ankle and foot issues. So, Jerry, give me a quick breakdown of how the Jameis return to the starting lineup impacts the Buccaneers the rest of the way. It definitely helps Mike Evans. Uh, that dude sort of just fell off a map every time Fitzpatrick was in there. And Jameis targets him like crazy. So, I mean, like you've always said that he's never been elite. He's always been in that conversation because of the target share that he's gotten in the workload. And the, he just gets peppered from Jameis. So, I mean, it, it gives him a boost. You know, probably gives Chris Godwin a boost too. Um that's, I mean, as far as Jameis, I I wouldn't trust him. I mean, if you're desperate in the 2QB league. But other than that, I think it's just going to give Mike Evans a few extra targets that he wouldn't get with Fitzpatrick. I agree, but I think you can play Jameis this week. He is playing the 49ers, 
who have only created two interceptions all season. Now, Jameis could double that instantly because he's Jameis. <laughs> but you know what? He's just as capable of going out there and putting up 380 yards, three touchdowns, two interceptions, because Jameis go to Jameis. But, hey, let, let's talk about another little quarterback situation. And uh, on the show document that you referenced, I put down Joe who? And remember when Joe Flacco was a starting quarterback at the Baltimore Ravens? I do. It was just two weeks ago. But that was two weeks ago. And now – it's Lamar Jackson season. Um, pretty fired up. 27 rushes, over 100 yards rushing. First quarterback to have over 100 yards rushing since Colin Kaepernick. He broke the rushing attempt record of Tim Tebow, which was 22. He had 27. Holy cow. And uh, and, and Gus Edwards. I can't actually, because we're a family-friendly show here at the Warzone, I can't put what I actually put on the show document, but who the hell is Gus Edwards? Jerry, give me a little breakdown on Lamar Jackson and Gus Edwards. That was something else, huh? Uh, I didn't know who he was either. So that threw me for a curve. Um, listen, Lamar Jackson, you know, he didn't do all that great passing the ball, but the boy ran it, but he cannot get 27 rushes in a game. That He's just, I mean, Cam Newton can't do that, and Cam Newton is a Mack truck. It's so I I'm going to temper expectations on that. I do think it's about time. They just gave him the rain. Like I get that Joe Flacco won you Super Bowl and he went 11 touchdowns and no picks in the playoffs that year. Hey, come on time to go time to give it to Lamar. But that being said, like, like I alluded to earlier, you cannot give that boy that many rushes, but it shows how much they want to run him, which is good. I think that was the problem with RG three is you wanted to make an Olympic sprinter into a pocket passer, and you just totally got rid of what made him good. And at least they're not doing that with Lamar Jackson, which is blatantly obvious. You know, I like Lamar Jackson, and he's got a great final six games of the regular fantasy season. I'm not including the the game in Week 17, but he's got the Bengals. Uh, excuse me, not, not the Bengals, I apologize. The Raiders, the Falcons, the Chiefs, the Buccaneers, and the Chargers. Not one of those teams outside of the Raiders has a pass defense in the top 16. You're looking at 28, 31, 27. And then the Chargers in Week 16 would be the 13th best passing defense. You're going to see a lot. I, just, I would just caution you. So we talk, currently we're talking about a lot of like redraft, rest of the season stuff. But from a dynasty standpoint, do not fall in love with Lamar Jackson. Just like RG3, who Jerry just referenced. I believe that when coaches get tape on this guy and you give really smart defensive coordinators on offseason to get an idea of, of what he does and what his tendencies are, and they start seeing him for a second and then division games a third and fourth time, I don't think, think things will be quite so rosy. So he could be a lot of fun and redraft the rest of 2018, temper those expectations uh, in the future. So, moving on, a couple bits of more quarterback news. Josh Allen returned to practice, and so did Ryan Tannehill, and nobody cares. Jerry, anything? Allen, Tannehill? Nope. Nothing. Nailed it. So, it be good to see Ryan Tannehill in Indianapolis this weekend taking on my Colts. Uh, we already talked about Gus Johnson, but uh, do you want any Edwards. part? I'm sorry. Yeah, Gus Johnson is the, actually the CBS, used to be CBS announcer. Yeah. Rumble, young man Rumble. Maybe I'll make that a drop. But uh, G- Gus Edwards, he killed Alex Collins, who I will talk about later in the segment on this show. But 
do you want any real part? Do you trust Harbaugh in this running back situation in Baltimore? Everybody's super excited about it. But, I mean, you've got Ty Montgomery. Kenneth Dixon can be coming back from the IR. you got Buck Allen. we got Gus. we got Alex Collins. Holy cow, there's five guys. Are you really going to have confidence to roll one of these guys? No. But, I mean, if Lamar Jackson does get it, then I do think Gus Edwards is going to get a lot more PT. But as far as starting, absolutely not. Throwing him on a bench, maybe having him being a bargain bin sort of player. Then yes, perhaps we'll call um, we'll call him the uh, the unofficial bargain bin uh, waiver wire find of the show because I think he's pretty much chalk. I I can't think of too many leagues where Gus would be owned, so we'll call him a bonus yeah. bargain bin find for you. I mean the the rush defenses that the uh, Ravens face the next few weeks are the the Raiders thirty first, the Falcons twenty third, the Chiefs the twentieth, the Buccaneers the nineteenth, and the Chargers the eighteenth. I mean there's nothing there scary if one guy takes the reins and runs this backfield, then maybe you have a RB2 flex consideration. But I'm avoiding it. I'm avoiding it. So, speaking of running backs, your prized rookie of your Detroit Lions, Carrion Johnson, has a sprained knee and is week-to-week already been ruled out for Thursday. Who benefits the most from this? You know, I would have said Galladay and Theo Riddick. But I saw an article in the Freep today, which is the Detroit Free Press, that said Zach Zenner should be the beneficiary of that. So I don't know how much I'm buying that, especially when you signed LeGarrette Blunt and you have Theo Riddick. But I think it's going to be ugly in the backfield, if you'd like my honest opinion. Um, and we've seen what the Bears defense can do. So maybe they can, you know, get it quick out to Theo when Khalil Mack is ready to kill Stafford. That's possible. Um, other than that, I think they're going to have to pass it. I don't think they're going to be able to run the ball on the Bears, probably even if Carrion was in the game. So I hope that boy's okay because he has a place in my heart. But oh. as far as the Lions without him, excuse me for a second. Uh, oh, I thought you were going to cry. No, don't cry on no. Thanksgiving. Don't cry on Thanksgiving, Jerry. No, no it's I, a family-friendly show. I didn't want to swear too much. Okay, good. I – uh the, the only Lions running back I want to play is in full point or half point PPR. I'd play Theo. I think he could get five to six check downs. So get, give me some Theo. Um, speaking of points, there were three guys, and, and maybe I missed somebody, that hit you with the goose egg, the donut, the bagel, that absolutely killed you. One was the tight end, was tight end three overall at the time of that, and that was Eric Ebron, hit you with a zero on a game where Andrew Luck threw three touchdown passes. Benjamin Watson hits you with a zero, and Demarius Thomas hits you with a zero. So this is not really news. This is just to remind you that if you're going to gamble on a guy that can give you a zero, at least out of that group, I'll take Eric Ebron, because I think Eric Ebron, as we've seen, is more than capable to give you a multiple touchdown game. And people want to play it's too safe. Uh, was had a, again another Twitter conversation with a gentleman today. He was debating T.Y. Hilton or Jarvis Landry the rest of the season. I'm like, which guy just put up 35 points? And when was the last time that Jarvis Landry put up 35 points? That's my thing. He's a checkdown guy whose targets are being minimized. If you're going to take a swing at your RB, excuse me, at your wide receiver two or flex, I'd much rather do it with a guy who's got 35 point upside than a guy who's got 18 point upside. Jerry, am I am I am I missing something here? Am I doing this wrong? Nope, that's that's where I'm at. And you know, I had to rely on Ebron. So 
with your Lions fan, you sort of have a, a love-hate with Eric Ebron because we took him number 10 overall over Aaron Donald and Odell Beckham. And then, you know, we get rid of him in the first year. He decides he wants to catch a touchdown every game. Well, I have George Kittle and him in a few leagues because Lions fans hate Eric Ebron, so I was able to pick him up earlier in the year. So I relied on him this week, and he gave me the old fat zero, which was great. He just was spiting me yet again. You know, the, there's some of these tight ends that the tight end position is trash. But th- th- we'll talk draft theory and stuff. We got we got a couple of months down the road. We'll be into that season. The last thing, so Monday night's game was a, was a fun one. Did you watch Monday night's game, Jerry? Oh yeah, it was. Oh, a, yeah. I wasn't missing that one. It was a cornucopia of fantasy goodness. But it was it, what we all thought it was going to be. It was fantastic. I, I heard Denny Green say it was what we thought it was, and we should crown there. Wait a second, we can't say that word. Uh, the NFL's headed back to Mexico. Maybe next time you don't book the stadium the week after the uh, Shakira concert. Nothing wrong with Shakira. Uh, I would, you know, and nothing against Shakira, but you, you can't let a trampled field and, and put NFL players on there. I was going to make a an inappropriate Shakira joke, but I'm going to move on. Uh, I, did, I did forget one thing when we were talking about the Buccaneers. It could be Cameron Brait season. We were just talking about the, the goose givers. Uh, the guys who gave you donuts and bagels this week. You know, Cameron Bray and Jameis Winston have had a thing for the last couple of years. And with O.J. Howard firmly out of the way, if you're in redraft, I guarantee in 99% of leagues, I didn't pull it up on ESPN or Yahoo, I guarantee you that he is on your waiver wire. 100% worth a stash in a tight end landscape that sucks out loud. Jerry, anything on Cameron Bray before we move over to uh, to our little fun segment for the night? Not on Cameron Bray, but... I just got an update that said uh, A.J. Green has a good chance of playing this week. So that is a little surprising. I figured I'd throw that in right at the end. Uh, th- that'll get you a hallelujah because my Scott Fishbowl team could use the points. So so listen, this this next little segment I, I cooked up from listening to a non-fantasy football podcast. It, in this On this particular podcast, uh, I get no free plugs on their show. They get no free plugs on mine. But they, they do a segment called Would You Rather? And it's about like life stuff and what have you. But it got me thinking, you know, from an NFL standpoint, who would I rather have the rest of the season? So I've cooked up a handful of these, and I'm going to throw them to Jerry. And I'm going to see what, what, what Jerry says. So, Jerry, rest of the season, would you rather have Patrick Mahomes or Drew Brees? Mahomes is the QB1 overall, and Drew Brees is the QB2. Okay, so at this point, those guys are both awesome. I mean, they're if they're not one, two in the MVP race, they're one and three or something like that. So you got to get nitpicky and I'm going to go with turnovers. So I'm going to go with drew Brees. He only has one interception on the entire season. Patrick Mahomes looking like a madman, but he's turned it over at least once in six of the last seven, including a couple, two interception games, you know, this past yesterday he had five but he threw six touchdowns so that made up for it so i'm gonna go with drew Brees just because of the extreme lack of turnovers which is unbelievable and i didn't realize it until i just looked it up for this actually well i'm gonna agree with you and this is nothing against mr mahomes but he plays three top 15 pass defenses in weeks 14 through 16 He's got the Chargers, he's got the Ravens, he's got the Seahawks. Those are all teams that could be fighting for playoff seedings or a playoff spot, whereas Drew Brees is at the Bucks, 24th ranked. 
the Panthers, 26 ranked versus the pass, and then at home versus the Steelers in what could be a shootout just like last night's game. So for those very same reasons, I'm going to take Drew Brees. Now, that doesn't mean that you cut Pat Mahomes' knucklehead. It just means that between these two, Jerry and I both would rather have Drew Brees over Pat Mahomes the rest of the year. Now, this next one, I'm letting Jerry go first, but I want to know, currently QB number seven, Andrew Luck, or currently QB number nine, Aaron Rodgers. Jerry, who you got? Right off the rip when I saw this, I said Aaron Rodgers. And I switched pretty immediately as soon as I did. Just It was just a habit to just pick Aaron Rodgers. Andrew Lux had at least 20 points in seven straight weeks. Aaron Rodgers has done that once in the last month. Give me the consistency. I don't, I don't want to go into 13 points, so... Andrew Luck. Well, that's why I made you go first, because even though I'm saying Andrew Luck, I still got to play the, the the sound. There's a little Homer alert for you. Yeah, I'm going Andrew Luck as well. He's had three straight touchdowns. I'm sorry, he's had three touchdowns thrown in three in seven straight games. That's the longest streak since Drew Brees a few years back. Uh, and in the fantasy playoffs, he's at the Texans. He's home to the Giants and home to the Cowboys. Every one of his games is going to be in a dome. The weather's guaranteed to be good. No snow, no rain. You think back to the Colts last year, they played Buffalo at Buffalo in like 18 inches of snow. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, three of his next five games are versus top eight pass defenses, and he's had no three touchdown games since week five at Detroit. Of course it would be Detroit. So I'm with you, no, Jerry. I'm with you, Jerry. I'm going Andrew Luck. I feel like less of a homer because you agreed with me. Next, we're going to go to the running back position. And the rest of the way, would you rather have Saquon Barkley, currently RB number three, or Alvin Kamara, currently RB number two? I've been having this debate since draft time, man. Since, you know, the redraft season started because they were both right there around the, you know, sixth pick or so. I, these are so close, honestly, but I'm just going to go with Barkley. I don't have, I, you know, Mark Ingram's there and Mara. So I don't, I don't really have anything to say other than I'm just going to pick Barkley. I have no logic or reason to defend that pick, Randy. I would love to help people out, but it, they're so close. I'm just going to say Saquon. And I am going to agree with you. I'm going to go Saquon. He is just electric. And not that Alvin Kamara is not, but you nailed it with Mark Ingram. This is a team that's got one loss. I just named some of the teams they're going to play. They they shouldn't lose. They got the Falcons, the Panthers, the Buccaneers. The Steelers might be a, a Super Bowl preview. But I could really see them starting to cut back on Kamara's reps. And you kind of saw that Sunday, even though Kamara had a great game. They were really pounding Ingram toward the end. They had the game well at hand, except for that fourth and seven touchdown bomb to Kamara. But that's a different story for a different day. But, yeah, I'm going Barkley. rest of the season, uh, I would rather have Barkley. I'd love to have both. I think that's a championship combination. But if I could only have one rest of season, I'm also going with Barkley. On the next one, running backs, do you want current running back number five, Kareem Hunt, or running back number 10, David Johnson? This one is Kareem Hunt for me pretty easy. This was actually probably the easiest of our list, in my opinion, just because DJ has finally turned it on. 
and he's finally been doing what we wanted. But Hunt did that too, and he's been doing it all year. He's on an all-world offense, and he's an all-world talent, Kareem Hunt. All right. Well, let me let me uh, let me give you my re- rebuttal to that one, Jerry. Not really, Jerry, but I am going. I am going. David Johnson. All of his remaining games, is the rushing defenses are ranked 19th or worst, 19 or worse, excuse me, versus the run, and he's had 20 or more touches in three straight straight games now. That Byron Leftwich is the offensive coordinator, and my fear is the same thing that I have a fear with Todd Gurley and some of the Rams is that they're going to start locking stuff up in the back end of the season, and they're going to start minimizing these guys' reps. They'll start running out more, Spencer Ware more, whereas the Cardinals, they have no reason to govern David Johnson's reps. So I'm just going to go with that. that that's my rationale. And I'm going to go with David Johnson. So this next one's very interesting because I have both guys on the same team in one league. But do you want current running back number 20, Aaron Jones, or current Running back number 17, Joe Mixon. This was actually my favorite one. Um, because initially I thought Joe Mixon. This is going to be, that's an easy one. But then I actually thought about it. And so in my main and oldest redraft league, I have Joe Mixon. And I don't know if you have like a trade buddy, so to speak, Randy. But in that league, I have a guy that we always trade. We trade once every two weeks, probably. Now he's a, sob about it and is always like pulling teeth to get players but we always end up doing something and he has aaron jones and i asked him you know if he would do mixing for jones and he said yeah and he said to send it and i was like okay i'll send it and then he goes whoa hold on you know i don't even worry about it because i don't think i'll send it or i don't think i would accept it and i I thought that was weird because he did the exact same thing i did i'm still gonna go with joe mixon just because I haven't seen it for long enough with Aaron Jones. But the things he's done in the last two weeks, uh, Aaron Jones, that is, is better than the things we've seen out of Mixon so far. So I, I, I'm saying Mixon, but in the end, I think that's the one I could be wrong on, and I could easily see it being Aaron Jones. Well, I went Joe Mixon here as well. Aaron Jones has scored 16 or more PPR points in three of his last four games. He does have some good matchups, but he does have a game in there against the Bears. The Jets are in there. They're 18th versus the, the, the Rush, and they're in the playoffs. But Joe Mixon, all five of his remaining opponents are 19th or worse versus running backs. So he's got a very easy schedule that comparative to David Johnson. So just based on strength of schedule, I guess, or lack of strength of schedule, I'm also going Joe Mixon, but I would love to have both. I'm starting both, and I love to see Aaron Jones' involvement in the passing game. So the next one, the last running back, would you rather the rest of the season? Because they can't all be like A-list premium studs, is going to be Jalen Richard of the Raiders, or Eli McGuire of the Jets? Who you got? You got Richard or Eli? I am going to go with Jalen Richard on this one. Um, that's another one where I just, I don't have a ton of, like, I don't lean either way a ton. I just, you know, Jalen Richard looked pretty good in the little bit of the Raiders I actually watched this week. I mean, Elijah did okay too, but I feel like they still want to give Isaiah Crowell the ball and, you know, both teams are bad. They're not going to get in the end zone a whole lot. I've seen Richard 
pass catch. He's, I mean, he's he was getting a role when Marshawn Lynch was there, so that just I think they think his talent is a little better. So I'm gonna go with that, but it's not by much. And honestly, if you're relying on either of them, you are in trouble. You know, I I don't in, in some of the deeper leagues, like I'm in a few leagues where we start ten players, and this is a one quarterback league, so you start one quarterback, one tight end. And then you got to figure out another eight position players. And I'm playing Jalen Richard in that league. And I'm rolling with Jalen Richard. Now, I was leading Eli McGuire coming off the bye, another week past the injury to his foot. But John Gruden, which you can't really trust coach speak, especially with Gruden, came out and talked about how Richard could be one of the MVPs of their team and, you know, compared him to an old player. There's no point in even mentioning. But I'm going to go Eli McGuire too. But I think it's, I'm, I'm sorry, Eli McGuire. I'm going Jalen Richard, but I could make a case for both. So I would go Richard the rest of the season. So here, here's our elite wide receiver one. Would you rather have Tyreek Hill in his monster game last night or Antonio Brown? Um, that's a tough one. I will go Antonio Brown. So Tyreek Hill, I think at this point of both of their careers – has a highly higher ceiling than Antonio Brown does, but Antonio Brown is just consistently good. So it's hard for me to put him in there. I mean, Tyree kills been blowing up for 30 and he scored 40 on Monday and, but he's got a couple seven, eight, nine point games in there. Antonio Brown has scored a touchdown every single week, except for week two this year. I did. I can't, I have to go with that. Just touchdowns are so big and he gets them consistently. Antonio Brown fire up chips. You would be damn lucky to have either, but I'm also going Antonio Brown. It, it I can't say it wasn't close because I, I have uh, I have shares of both, but I thought this one was interesting because in the going into the season, if you think back to you know May, June, July, right after the Chiefs signed to Sammy Watkins, it was you know the Tyreek Hill ship is sinking, and I won't tell you which DFF member I bought him from in a contract league. But I got Tyreek Hill pretty cheap, and uh, I have a I have a nucleus of Melvin Gordon, Saquon Barkley, and Tyreek Hill. Needless to say, I'm doing well in that league. So uh, the, the this next one is interesting because both of these guys are Twitter darlings, and that would be: Do you want wide receiver number ten Stephon Diggs or wide receiver number eleven Juju Smith Schuster? Maybe I'm a hipster, Randy, because they are both twitter darlings and that's why i was just never high on him i never liked him as much as everybody liked him so i could just be a hipster um i'm gonna go with juju i just i like ben throwing him the ball more than i like kurt because sometimes kurt can just uh he's just he's frustrating sometimes um and thielen is always gonna do exactly what thielen does and dig z is up and up and down and juju has just He's either good or real good, and I'm I'm gonna go with that side more than Diggs. Well, much like uh, earlier, I have to tell you this. Bye, Felicia. Nope, bye. I'm uh, I'm going Diggs. The tiebreaker for me is the fact that he does play games in a dome. He plays in a dome there in Minnesota, and he plays the Lions. So he's gonna spend a lot of his <laughs> remaining season in indoors. Go ahead. I, I, no, I like, he's got to play against Nevin Lawson too because Slay will be on Thielen, so that's fair. Yeah, so I'm 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 definitely leaning. I like both. Um, both have some good matchups. 
But one, one thing that, that I always look for is weather and, you know, dome players. I mean, think about some of the other wide, elite wide receivers right now. And I, I've got lots of Julio, Michael Thomas, T.Y. Hilton, and part of that is intentional. I like guys who play in domes. I don't want to be in the middle of the fantasy playoffs weeks 14, 15, 16, the last three weeks of December, and, and, and have a guy that I've counted on that's carried me this far playing in craptastic weather. So the fact that they're really, really, really good and play indoors, small benefit. So here's one that I find to be really interesting, Jerry. You want wide receiver 24, Jarvis Landry, or wide receiver 25, Golden Tate? Uh, this is Jarvis Landry for me. Uh, I just don't know what's going to happen with Golden Tate. You know, he's new. He went there in midseason. First game didn't look great. So I just, you know, Jarvis has his role. He's not going to be a touchdown guy, but I'm not sure Golden Tate's going to be a touchdown guy there either. So I'm going Landry. It was pretty easy for me, and I hate to go against Golden Tate because I loved him as a lion, but I'm, I'm going with, with Baker's boy, Jarvis Landry. I am going to agree with you. I am going to lean Landry as well. Now, my concern with Landry, he's only had 12 targets in his last two games. I'll be curious to see what he does this week coming off the bye. A little off-putting that Landry only had that few. I mean, he had games with 12 targets, and to have only 12 in two games back-to-back, a bit concerning, but I'm willing to give the slight nod to, excuse me, Landry. No edits here. Uh, I, I will give the nod to Landry, although I do like the fact that Golden Tate's targets doubled from his first week with the Eagles to his second. He had eight targets last week, so keep an eye on that. And and here's another good one. Do you want wide receiver 28 Corey Davis or wide receiver 29 Chris Godwin rest of the season? Would you rather have one or the other? This one sucked because it's easily Chris Godwin for me, and I hate saying that because I've been a, once again, Twitter darling, Chris Godwin. Jerry didn't like him. Corey Davis, Jerry loved him, and it's Chris Godwin. He's he's more consistent. He's getting touchdowns. He's just he's not on an offense that's poop, for lack of a better word. So that's that's Chris Godwin. Are you? I'm guessing you're probably going the same way. You've you've said your Corey Davis piece. Uh, I got two words for you, Blaine Gabbert. Uh, no, thank you. Uh, Corey Davis plays. Three straight top 15 defenses against the fantasy wide receiver. Chris Godwin, you know, he could be getting additional targets with O.J. Howard now out the rest of the season on IR. Maybe they go to uh, break, but who knows. And, you know, he's got some some pretty decent matchups in week 15 and 16. So I'm going to lean Chris Godwin as well. Going to hit you with a couple of tight end ones, and then we're going to get on to uh, wrapping this thing up. Rest of the way, do you want tight end number one, Travis Kelsey? Or tight end number three, George Kittle? Uh, Kelsey, by a mile. But I do think George Kittle is the next Travis Kelsey. I think in the next couple of years, we're going to be talking about Kittle like he's Travis Kelsey. But it's Kelsey is still, he's a better player. He's in a far, far superior offense. Travis Kelsey, easy, but I do love George Kittle. Now, I agree with you, but... My concern with Kelsey, much like it was with Tyreek Hill, much like it is with a lot of guys that will have everything locked up, is will they govern his his targets down the stretch when you need him the most? 
you know, George Hill has had uh, six or more targets in eight of ten games this year. He's clearly the number one option in that passing offense. He's proven to be quarterback proof. So you can't go wrong with either, but I would slightly, very slightly lean George Kittle. Last one, another Baker buddy. Do you want tight end number 12, David Njoku? Or tight end number 14, hopefully returning from injury, Rob Gronkowski? I just can't trust Njoku. It's it's too sporadic of a workload. You know, he started off looking good, and then it's just every once in a while you get a little glimpse of him. And Gronk's just been crap, for lack of a better word, from where you drafted him. As you have been very upset if you own Gronk. But, you know, he sat out, got the bye, you know, let's hope he rested. It's going to be cold up in Foxborough, so they're going to need guys that can grind out catches and everything, and he's one of those guys. So I I actually might try and take a stab at Gronk in a few redraft leagues, guys that are upset at him. I'm going to go Gronk for this one. And you are wrong. I'm going David and Joku. Uh, four of his last five matchups uh, for the fantasy season and playoffs are against the 19th or worst uh, defense versus the tight end. I love Baker's accuracy as much as I don't love everything about Baker's game. And he's got two games against the 31st ranked Cincinnati Bengals secondary. I don't trust Gronk's help, health, and I don't like games against Buffalo and the New York Jets. Jamal Adams, the stud second-year safety out of LSU, I, I think he could keep Gronk in check. And Buffalo, uh, earlier this season, kept Gronk in check. So based on health, based on concerns, I would much rather have Njoku right now, rest of the season, than Gronk. So there you go, a little would-you-rather. So Jerry, in the, holiday, in the spirit of the holidays, why, why wouldn't we be like everybody else and do a boring what-are-you-thankful-for segment with players? Jerry, give me a handful of players that you are thankful for so far in 2018. Easy for me. George Kittle, Kareem Hunt, Devontae Adams. George Kittle, because he's just been such a consistent, loving tight end on my roster, and I didn't draft him early. Kareem Hunt, because he panned out when so many first and second rounders didn't this year. Same thing with Devontae Adams. Just touchdown after touchdown after touchdown. They're my boys. Uh, I'm going to hit you with three. I'm going to hit you with Andrew Luck, David Johnson, and Kenny Galladay. Andrew Luck, because I'm a Colts fan, I got Andrew Luck on just about every Superflex team that I have out there as my number two quarterback. So needless to say, I am having a great Superflex season. I, I kept the faith. I love head coach Frank Reich. So da- uh, Andrew is awesome. David Johnson had me a little nervous early. The promotion of Byron left, which has been great for him, uh, trying to scoop him up in his sweet playoff schedule for the rest of the season. And then Kenny Galladay, just love the talent. And if you saw that touchdown that he had against the Bears this week, I mean, just a just a <laughs> thing, just a thing of you know, you know, who I heard him compared to, and I thought it was a great comp was Brandon Marshall in his prime. So I can dig that. I, I can dig it the most. I was a huge Brandon Marshall in his prime fan. So so those are the three guys that I am thankful for uh, this this so far this season in you know 2018. So we're going to go back to where we were right and where we were wrong. I will kick this off since I'm already going. I said last week that my DFS darling was Peyton Barber. The, the man hooked me up. 
He had 18 touches. He had a season-high 106 rushing yards. He had a touchdown, chipped in a couple of, a couple of catches. He had 19 PPR points, more than justified his price tag in DFS. And, guys, I wasn't chasing Pey- Peyton Barber. I was chasing the matchup. But Peyton Barber made me look very smart, smarter than I am. Jerry, where were you right last week? My DFS darling, too, Josh Adams. He was free, and I just I liked that he was so cheap and he was going to be a starting running back. That dude decided to reward me with a touchdown. And so I have a dynasty team that's, let's just say it's rebuilding. Uh, I had to start him this week, and he actually helped me out with that touchdown. So, Josh freaking Adams, thank you, sir. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy, Josh Adams. I almost made him my DFS darling this week, but I, I felt like picking on the Giants too many weeks in a row would be a, would be a tell. People would pick <laughs> up on him. Uh, where I was wrong this week. Uh, I was very down on the Bears in general, not so much just from fantasy, but in general. And Tariq Cohen having a very good season. Jordan Howard still go to Jordan Howard. He he kind of picked up where he left off. I don't think that's as much about about the offense because he's not been great in the new Matt Nagy offense versus the John Fox offense last year. But Tariq Cohen currently. RB15 and PPR right now, that's a borderline RB1. We've seen the value of Trey Burton. He's a top 10 tight end. And then Mitchell freaking Trubisky. So I, I was dead wrong about this crew. Good for the Bears. Good for Trubisky. Uh, I, I missed the boat on these guys. So Mitch Trubisky, your QB7 currently. Jerry, where were you wrong this week? Man, Leonard Fournette. I really thought that was going to be just an ugly situation when he came back and they acquired Carlos Hyde and TJ Yeldon's still there. This dude has 59 touches in the two games since he came back. He's been getting 20 points every game. It hasn't looked pretty. It's been ugly. But if someone's going to get 59 touches, you're going to love them. So I was wrong on Leonard Fournette. I really thought that was going to be an ugly three-headed monster. I thought he would be at the top end of the carries but i didn't think it would be like this so leonard fournette you showed me buddy but uh i'm not impressed by your performance but i was impressed by leonard fournette's performance uh good to see my man leonard back uh where i was right the second time is that alex collins is just a jag i've been off alex collins all season i never saw the loyalty we talked about the now the now five-headed monster in baltimore Alex Collins has had five games this year at under 10 PPR points. He's never had more than 18, and his touches have went down five games in a row. Alex Collins was a jag. He's still a jag. Never worth uh, the value. So I was right on Alex Collins. Jerry, where else were you right this week? The Titans regressing to the mean. I told you not to overreact to them having a good game against the Patriots. Guess what they did? They looked like crap. So that's... Derrick Henry, oh, you were useless. Corey Davis, yeah, you didn't help anybody. You got a tackle, so that got your your fantasy starters that are fanboys an extra point. In an IDP so that's league, good, that's, I guess. that's yeah. money. But, yeah, nope, I was right on them just coming crashing back to earth. Well, I'm going to hit you where, where I was wrong a second time, and that was with Adrian Peterson this year. He has been so solid for his age at 33. He's currently the RB13 in PPR at 33 years old. He's averaging 18 and a half touches a game. I know it's not pretty, but I would not even be surprised if the addition of Colt McCoy 
didn't at least hold his value, but didn't increase his value. This team is currently leading the NFC East. They have a game on Thursday against the Cowboys. Man, Adrian Peterson, I'm sorry with your old ass. Good for you, buddy. Jerry, where else were you wrong this week? Joe Mixon. Now, I know the Ravens have a really good defense, but with A.J. Green out, I thought he was going to just get all the looks and do everything right, and he went 12 carries for 14 yards. Now, he got some receiving yards, and, and he got a touchdown, so he didn't have a bad fantasy day, but I really thought he was going to have a big week. I thought this was going to be another one of those, and it just wasn't, and it it cost me in a league, so that's probably why I put him on here because I'm just a salty panda. Uh, salty panda indeed. Well, I'm, I'm going to go uh, – I'm going to finish it up where – where I was right, and I said on our friends AJ and G, the the at Aussie Guys NFL podcast in the preseason, I said that Dallas was going to win the NFC East. They're currently one game behind, but I didn't think this team was going to suck. I, I was all on their defense. I like the late uh, is it Leighton Leighton Vander Esch Leighton Vander Esch. Yeah, I, I I like that defense, man, and 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 they played well. They just held the Falcons to 19 points. I. I Impressive stuff. So um, they haven't won it yet, but the Eagles are are fading, and the Cowboys look good. So I, uh, I I feel good about my prediction of Cowboys winning the NFC East in some ugly fashion. Jerry, wrap it up with where you were right, and uh, we'll get into a little overreaction theater. Uh, a few weeks ago, we did our buy and sell segment, and I got a little bit of heat because I said to sell Dalvin Cook. And Dalvin Cook, I like I said, I lost a couple leagues because Joe Mixon struggled a little bit. One of the leagues I had Joe Mixon, I went against Dalvin Cook, and he ended with negative two, which was fantastic, and I won that one. Listen, I hope you sold him because that value is just shrinking and shrinking by the day. I think he's good. I think he's a good talent. You just he's not worth what everyone's trying to sell him for. So I was right on disliking him this year and he he proved that in spades this week yes sir he did so uh i will say this jerry and jerry you're all about that heat you know they says if you can't stand the heat get out of the kitchen well i'll tell you if you can't stand the heat get out of the kitchen and take your ass to church so listen we got to wake up lord bigglesworth we're uh, we're running a hair long but that's okay it is a holiday y'all don't have to go to work tomorrow so uh, Jerry, won't you uh, give us the Twitter handle of Lord Bigglesworth? That is at LD underscore Bigglesworth. Wake that boy up. Find him on Twitter. And welcome to Overreaction Theater, where everything you observed deserves immediate reaction. You know, I don't even know if they celebrate Thanksgiving over there. I mean... I mean, we kind of left there and, and found the, the Native Americans and they gave us turkey because we were fleeing them. So I doubt it. I doubt they celebrate Thanksgiving. I'm, I'm going to guess they don't. But we do have British listeners. So you know what? Have a tea and crumpet on us. So my overreaction theater this week is Lamar Jackson. You know what? He looked great. He's fun. He'll be uh, he'll be fun to play with in uh, Madden. You know, we have the family over. Maybe you have a family Madden tournament or what have you. I don't see the long-term success. You know, he did complete 68 of his passes, 13 of 19 completions for 150 yards. Uh, but he did it all on the, on, the 27, on the 27 rushes for 117 yards. I don't think it's sustainable. I think it's a lot of fun. I think it will be interesting. But unless he can 
A, throw the ball into the end zone and score points that way, and B, his wide receiving you know core needs some needs some love. I don't think that Willie Sneed, Crabtree, and Brown are the guys. So I'm I'm not overreacting to one good game of Lamar Jackson. Jerry, where are you not overreacting? DJ Moore's explosive game against the Lions. That dude went off for a buck fifty-seven, and he looked good doing it. Don't get me wrong, and he's a good—he's a good talent, and he's—I mean, as a rookie to see that—that's something. But to think he's going to consistently be doing that this year and even going forward, I think that's a little crazy. Now he went against Nevin Lawson, who I have already complained about, and I will continue to complain about. So if you ever watch a Lions game, only when your team is playing them, I hope, because if you watch by choice, you deserve all the agony that you get like i do you'll notice that nevin lawson is always in great coverage and he's always in the right place and he never makes the play ever and that's guess who got to guard dj Moore? nevin freaking lawson so if you have a wide receiver two on your team play him against the lions because he will torch nevin lawson just like dj Moore did and everyone else has since the beginning of time since the beginning of time, or at least since the first Thanksgiving, Nevin Lawson has been burnt like the very first turkey. All right, listen, we got to get to the bargain bin. I will kick mine. It's, it's an all-Lions performance. Normally, I'm all about them Colts, but I, I'm calling for Bruce Ellington. He had, I believe it was six catches the other day on eight targets. And, you know, we thought that it was going to be Brandon Powell, rookie out of Florida, who was going to fill them fill them Golden Tate shoes, and Bruce Ellington gets good marks in Matt Harmon's reception perception. If you've never checked that out, I, I highly recommend that. It's a it's a great piece of, it's a great tool for fantasy football is what it is, but Bruce Ellington was available in eight of nine of my uh, dynasty leagues, so he's someone I'm looking to scoop up cheap. I don't know that I will play him, but if he starts getting that Golden Tate role, I'm not mad at him, so my only concern is he's not a healthy guy. Jerry, and we gave you the obligatory earlier, Gus Bus Edwards. Uh, everybody should be on him. He was unowned in also eight of nine leagues. Jerry, who is your bargain bin guy of the week? Mine was Gerald Everett, the tight end for the Rams. He's, listen, with Cup being out, he's got three touchdowns in the last two weeks, and that's an awesome offense. You know, I can't promise you that he's going to be consistent with yardage, but is the likelihood he falls into the end zone one time? Yeah, absolutely. Anyone is in that offense. And, you know, if you're a guy that just lost O.J. Howard and you need a tight end and you're looking at a whole bunch of nothing in the waiver wire, Gerald Everett, my friend. The Gerald Everett of the and he's L.A. A Jerry. Rams. He's a Jerry, too, so that's he, that's a good thing. Is he a ginger? I don't think he's a ginger, but he, he is I a Jerry. So. And he's a guy, especially in a redraft, that might be forgotten about. People won't pick him up because he's on by. This is a technique that our boy Kyle, at KyleFFFellas, on Twitter, he writes an article that comes out on Saturdays called Waiver Wire Sniping. That's where you're making up your, your pickups a week in advance. So in your redraft or in your deeper dynasty leagues, if you see him floating around and people are passing him by because he is on the wire, good time to scoop him up. So I did not see Todd Gurley on the wire, though. He's on his buy. He, so that's, he, I mean, that sucks. but People will roster him, Jerry, in case you didn't know. They will roster Todd Gurley through the buy. I know it's a, it's a weird concept. So listen, we're going to jump into the DFS darling. We've been red hot with this. 
This has been a great guy to put up the very back end of your flex, allowing you to pay up. Uh, been working well for me. I've cashed four weeks in a row, you know, using some of our guys. And this week, I'm going with Eli McGuire. And we talked about him earlier. We were talking about him and Jalen Richard. Listen, negative game script matters. And checkdowns, and I just see this guy getting that Belial Powell, Belial Powell workload. So I'm going Eli Mack, man. He uh, He's dirt cheap. He's 3600 on DraftKings. He's 4900 on FanDuel. I don't think you'll have any problem paying you back in that half point and full point PPR formats. I I just don't trust the crow. So I'm going with Eli Mack. Jerry, who is your DFS darling for this week? I, I don't like the crow either. Uh, I'm cheating this week, Randy. I went with two because there's there's guys that I don't like their value on one site, but I like it on the other. So Matt Breda on FanDuel is 6,400. He's like RB like 22 or something. Love that, especially against the Tampa Bay defense, which has just it's been not good to say the least. Uh, he's 5,700 on DraftKings, which is which is good too. But Peyton Barber on DraftKings is 3,900. I mean, as a starter, I mean you're looking at Elijah McGuire prices for him. So I liked him on DraftKings on FanDuel. He's just below Matt Breida at 5,800. I didn't like that as much. So that's why I'm cheating and doing two. So Matt Burita for 6,400 on FanDuel, Peyton Barber for 3,900 on DraftKings. It's funny you say that. I almost went back to the Peyton Barber well uh, again this week, but I couldn't do it. I had to go with my boy Eli Mack. So gtbets.eu, play of the day. I had been on a real heater. I had won three in a row, and the Oakland Raiders, the fighting John Gruden's got me. The Arizona Cardinals could not cover. They actually lost outright. But you know what? I'm not going to give up on the Cardinals. I am taking the Arizona Cardinals plus 12 points at the L.A. Chargers. Yes, I think the Chargers will be mad. But I don't think that defense is playing so great that the the Cardinals can't keep up. So I'm going to take the 12 points. That's the line I have it at. So I'm taking the Cardinals plus 12 at the L.A. Chargers. Jerry, how would you do last week? And uh, who you got? I lost last week. I ended my four-game winning streak. I had Minnesota plus two against the Bears, and the Bears decided to just have their way with them. Um, But this week, I'm going with the Atlanta Falcons plus 13 at New Orleans. I know New Orleans is on fire, and I know New Orleans is at home, but 13 points is just an ungodly amount for a team that has – great players like Julio Jones and Tevin Coleman and Matt Ryan's doing good. I just, I couldn't pass that up. I'm going to go Atlanta plus 13. If that backfires, God, then then I'll just know how this week's going to go. Well, you know what? This week's going to go like the rest of them have went when they've gone very fast. We're in week 12. Some of you have only got two games left, maybe three. Depends on your format. Again, if you're playing your, your championship week in week 17, you got to find your commissioner and you got to punch him in the mouth. But you know what? Jerry and I really appreciate you tuning in, uh, spending part of your holiday weekend with us. And remember, if you want to be entered into a drawing to win a free uh, membership over at ffstatistics.com. It's a great website. A lot of the stuff that I you know, recite during the show. That's where I get it. A lot of it. Uh, it's ran by my buddy Addison Hayes at Hayes underscore on Twitter. Just uh, a really cool guy. All you got to do, go to iTunes, 
give us a five star. You can leave comments. You cannot leave comments. That's a uh, that's what makes Jerry and I more appealing to more listeners, and that's what makes us more appealing to sponsors. I got to get Jerry a diaper scholarship. So that's what I'm working on personally. That's my goal the rest of 2018, and then starting during the NFL playoffs. We'll, we'll do playoff shows. We'll have some DFS people on. We'll, we'll do some interesting stuff during that. And then it's going to be Guestapalooza. we got a pretty impressive guest list coming up this offseason. So, Jerry, what you got before we take this one in for landing? No, everyone just enjoy Thanksgiving. If you don't celebrate Thanksgiving, just enjoy your family. And, you know, we got the Australian listeners and the guys over the pond. So you guys just... You don't have to enjoy Thanksgiving and dry turkey like I'll have to, but you can still enjoy football and life in general. Hopefully it's not cold where you live like it is up here with me and Randy. You got that right, mister. Yeah, and a big shout out to our uh, neighbors to the north, them Canadians. They have overtaken our uh, Aussie brothers for the number one international listener base, but we appreciate you tuning in, listening, subscribing, checking Jerry and I out here at the Dynasty War Zone. So on behalf of Jerry, I am Memphis. We will see you next week. Have a great and safe holiday with your family.